0: The Titans are heading to Minnesota this week for joint practices with the Vikings before they take on the Minnesota Vikings in preseason week number two. We are going to talk about it. This is the Music City Audible. Let's get to it. What are they talking about? Broadway sports media. Your Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. Some of it was bad,
1: but hopefully you'll, you'll probably piece something together. Outstanding. There's an earthquake in the middle of
0: the podcast. Unbelievable. We're begging for listeners. That's all we do. We all we got. Hey, Titans all three. One, two, three, five. The Titans will be traveling to Minnesota for joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday. They will then play the Vikings on Saturday. Justin, how's it going? I'm doing well, man. Super
1: excited about the the, the joint practices with the Vikings because, in all honesty, we're going to get to see a lot of battles, a lot of players out there uh, that won't play in the game on Saturday in the preseason. So I think that's sort of the part to focus on for this episode, for this uh, pod, because uh, there's some very interesting battles I think that are going to go on. They're going to tell us a lot about this team on both sides of the ball uh, that we won't get to see in the preseason on Saturday.
0: I fully agree. And number one for me is Christian Fulton covering Justin Jefferson, whether it's one-on-ones or team drills. You know, Justin Jefferson is going to make plays. He's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL right now. Christian Fulton has to establish himself as a true number one corner if he wants to get paid at the end of this season, and the Titans will need him to be a great player in order to have a great defense, because you got to be able to cover guys, especially the elite guys like Jefferson. Uh, These guys were teammates at LSU, so it's going to be fun to see them going at it in practice. You know, they used to go at it in practice all the time uh, in college, so I I can't wait for that one. That's going to be probably the most exciting battle I'm looking forward to. Well, you stole the words right out of my mouth.
1: That, that's got to be number one, right? That's why <laughs> right? I went like-
0: first. Justin Jefferson's the best
1: receiver in football. I'm not going to hesitate to say that he's the number one receiver in all of pro football. And look, he's going to make plays. He'll probably get the better of Christian Fulton and that that's no surprise, but what you want to see is Christian Fulton compete and make some of his own plays, right? Respond to some of those plays that JJ makes by coming back and making a play on the ball of his own. So uh, he wants to establish himself as a number one corner. He wants to stay healthy. He wants to prove he can survive on an Island be a shutdown corner this is a great opportunity and joint practices against Justin Jefferson, his ex-teammate at LSU. Before you take the next one out of my mouth, I'm going to throw one out there. Um, we praised the first team O-line a lot, right, for how they played against the Bears. Those 12 snaps, I thought they looked pretty good. You and I were in agreement. I will say the Bears. I don't think have an edge rusher. I know they just signed Yannick and Gakway, but they don't have one as talented as Danielle Hunter, in my opinion. Nope. So this is a great opportunity for both Chris Hubbard and Andre Dillard to go up against Danielle Hunter. And selfishly, I hope it's Dillard. I hope the Vikings line up Hunter yeah. opposite Dillard. Um, more frequently than they do the right tackle. Cause I would fully expect Dillard to have his way with Chris Hubbard in all honesty. Um, but Dillard uh, is the one that I want to see go out there and compete against a, a rusher of Hunter's ability. A guy that in my opinion is when healthy and he hasn't always been healthy, but when healthy is a double digit sack guy on an annual basis, he's going to give the Vikings 10 sacks every time that he's able to play a full season. So great measuring stick for Andre Dillard to go up against him. That's one that I'll be monitoring closely because, you know, they played well against the bears on Saturday, but the training camp reports when they're practicing against the row team haven't been that good, right? Jeffrey right. Simmons. And I know it's not Dillard, but Jeffrey Simmons has got the better of these guys. Arden key has been exceptional. And remember he counted seven sacks a couple practices ago, he said, Harold Landry's looked good uh, when able, you know, to, to get on the field. So uh, this will be a great opportunity to go up against a rusher of that caliber, in my opinion, that Arden Key, that Harold Landry caliber, on an opposite team in a different environment, right? You're traveling, you're not practicing against your own guys, you're practicing against a guy you haven't really seen a lot of. So really, really curious. Andre Dillard versus Daniel Hunter would be the number two battle for
0: me. Yeah, and another LSU guy in there in Daniel Hunter. Also across from Daniel Hunter is Marcus Davenport, who the Vikings picked up this offseason. So whether or not he's against Hubbard, or, or Dillard, we're going to see the other side of the field also having a pretty interesting competition because Davenport is a really strong rusher as well. And that'll be a great test for them. I, I want to see how Peter Skaronsky and the interior of the line does against guys like Dean Lowry, Harrison Phillips. Like I don't know that the Vikings have the strongest interior defensive line, but I just want to see them go up against another team's pass rush and, and run stopping unit and see if Skaronsky can continue to look okay, see if Brewer can continue to hold his own at center, see if Brunskill continues to look like a starter because all three guys played well in the preseason game. Let's see how they do against another team in practice settings just to build on what they have going and, you know, establishing themselves as as a unit that can be relied on because we have so much concern over that unit going into this season that could be potentially holding up the offense. That I just, you know, I'm gonna round out what you were saying by saying let's look at the entire offensive line against the defensive front of these Vikings.
1: I think that's a great point. And yes, you didn't mention any world beaters, but like Dean Lowry, Harrison Phillips are are very underrated Football players, the, the Dean Lowry. I don't know if he joined the Vikings this offseason, but he. I know he used to play for the Green Bay Packers. So anytime a guy becomes available and a division rival signs him, and they've seen him a bunch of times, that's this always. His you first remember year. the Titans did that with Dina Coatsry a couple of years ago, yeah. right? Like Dean Lowry's a good football player. The Vikings obviously talked internally and say, "Hey, this guy's played really good against us. We've had to go up against him. He's now available. Let's go out and get him." Um, he. This is his first
0: year with Minnesota.
1: I thought so. Yeah, I thought he was just signed in free agency a few months ago, but I want to talk about the Titans receivers because we talked about how Justin Jefferson is going to make plays against Christian Fulton and we want to see that back-and-forth battle. Titans offense hasn't looked very good in training camp, right? We know the defense has gotten better of them quite frequently. We talked about that a lot um, a couple of weeks ago on the pod. Well, here's an opportunity to sort of rewrite that narrative because I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I'm usually very respectable uh, on here of the opposition, but this Viking secondary is not good. It's one that (laughs) should scare the crap out of you if you're a Vikings fan. I think they had the 32nd ranked passing defense. If it wasn't 32nd, it was 31st. They gave up a ton of yards through the year last year. DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks are probably not going to play Saturday against the Vikings. I mean, we could almost... They're definitely not going to play Saturday against the Vikings. These joint practices, we talked about seeing guys that we won't see in the game. The Titans receivers should have their way with these Vikings defensive backs. This is, in my opinion the youngest group of corners in the NFL. This is the most unproven cornerback room in the entire league. They signed Byron Murphy Jr. in free agency just to have a veteran out there. And Byron Murphy Jr. is a good player. But when I look at a Caleb Evans, when I look at Andrew Booth Jr., two second-year guys that ended the year on season-ending IR and did not play very good football, when they were on the field. I know this because I covered them extensively for the draft network. Uh, I've written a lot about the Viking secondary this summer for the draft network. I've analyzed both of them in depthly, rewatched the tape, looked at their numbers. They were not very good. You're going to see a lot of them against the Titans throughout these joint practices against Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins. They should have their way with them. They've also got a rookie that's in the mix, Makai Blackman, uh, who I really liked coming out of USC but it's concerning that he's in the mix to be their number two corner. Like I've heard there's a legit chance he's going to start for them week one on the boundary opposite Byron Murphy Jr. This is not a very good secondary. It's a very young one. It's very unex- inexperienced. They have a lot to prove. There is no reason that DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks should not have their way with them on Wednesday and Thursday.
0: Don't forget Jawan Williams, who people around Tennessee will be familiar with. Former pick of the Patriots went to Vanderbilt. It was pretty well liked amongst draft Twitter. Played three years in New England and is now in Minnesota, but it hasn't been like a good. I forgot him purposely. He's
1: probably the number five, (laughs) in all honesty, even in this room. But you will, Titans, I I like to shout out Vanderbilt. Titans fans will be curious and they'll get to see him one on one with, with Titans backup receivers, I imagine. And that'll be worth monitoring, right? How the UDFA receivers do against a local guy, former Vanderbilt alum. But uh, if DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, if this passing offense cannot execute against this defense, we know they had a lot of trouble. We've talked about, you know, Ryan Tannehill threw a, a couple interceptions the other day in practice. A lot of tipped balls. Elijah Molden's gotten in on the fun. Amani Hooker, Kevin Byard. Um, if they cannot have success against this secondary, which I don't think is quite as talented as the Titans secondary, even though you know, the Titans have a depth issue there. If the Minnesota. Excuse me, the Minnesota Vikings would sign up for Kevin Byer, Damani Hooker, Christian Fulton, Roger McCreary, Sean Murphy. They'd probably be their five, you know, I don't want, so I shouldn't say they would be their best five players because Harrison Smith is a very good safety. But when I look at the corners, I'll, I'll repeat myself a little so to make up for that. They would take Sean Murphy Bunting. They would take Roger McCurry. They would take Christian Fulton. They would probably be their three starters, in all honesty, if all three of them were in Minnesota. And maybe they wouldn't have felt the need to add Byron Murphy Jr., for example, if they had those guys. So uh, Titans receivers, Titans passing offense, has to win the day against these guys. If they don't, it'll be very, very concerning.
0: Trey Avery would probably be a starter for them. I mean, he's the Titans' fourth corner <laughs> here. So I don't know about that, but I, I think it's possible. I, I, I'll throw one more out there. This is kind of the last one I have, and this is – um Arden Key or Harold Landry, whoever's lining up against Christian Darrisaw, who had a great season, he's been a, a standout left tackle in his short time so far in the league. He's been in the league, what, three years? 2021, 2022? This is his third year in the league and he's been really good for the Vikings holding down the left side. Can Arden Key continue to be a pressure generator a sack generator like he has been against what we expect to be a weaker Titans offensive line. A guy like Andre Dillard who hasn't been fantastic in his career has been okay. has played better lately. Can Arden Key or Harold Landry whoever's on that left side get pressure on Derisaw because I'm interested to see that and then just overall is the Titans defense going to continue to be dominant the way that they have been against the Titans offense. I think it'll be a good measuring stick sort to see is the Titans offense bad is the Titans offense is the Titans defense really good can they get pressure on Kirk Cousins consistently can Jeffrey Simmons continue to make plays Danico Autry all these guys that we're seeing up front can the UDFAs who played well in the preseason game Thomas Rush and Caleb Murphy Caleb Murphy had a sack. Thomas Rushlow, the team in pressures. Like, both of these guys played well in the preseason game one. Can they get out there and make plays against the Vikings' second and third team? Can uh, Rashad Weaver continue to make plays? Because he's had a few, you know, tipped the balls at the line and stuff in, in training camp so far. So I want to see how the Titans front does against this Vikings offensive line, which isn't, I don't think, a great offensive line, but it's a decent one. And I think saw especially is a good player.
1: I think it's a really good point because I was not going to bring that one up. But not only Christian Darasaw, but the right tackle, Brian O'Neill, is very, very good as well. Just, I believe, signed a multi year extension a couple of months ago and got got paid handsomely uh, to continue playing in Minnesota. And you're, I think the interiors got more concerned. Certainly, Ezra Cleveland at left guard, Garrett Bradbury at center haven't been very good for them. Uh, and, you know, Jeffrey Simmons should have a couple of good days. And uh, I'm curious to see the uh, one of the, you know, T.R. Tart, Jaden Peavy, go up against Garrett Bradbury yeah. at the center, who's had a lot of problems with power in the NFL when it comes to anchoring. So T.R. Tart is a nightmare for him, right? And, and, and Jaden Peavy's got that ability as well. But I really like that you brought it up because uh, if they're able, Arden Key, Harold Landry, whoever's rushing on the edge, if they are able to have some success against Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill, that I consider to be bookends, very good NFL starters, Christian is elite, a high-end NFL starter, wouldn't you feel a lot better about what he's done against Andre uh, from the offensive standpoint, right? You feel better about Andre Dillard. You feel better about Chris Hubbard and all the other guys in the mix at right tackle for sort of being abused by this defensive line and training camp. Right. If they can repeat those efforts against really good bookends like Christian Derrisson, Brian O'Neill, it might even ease my concern level a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And and you mentioned we talked about Justin Jefferson. I guess I mentioned him. Whatever. We talked about Justin Jefferson. I'm also interested to see how they do against Jordan Addison because he looked good in the preseason week one for the Vikings. He's been making plays out there at Vikings training camp. Uh, First-round draft pick, really productive player at USC Let's see what you know, the Titans defense can do against him. And I'm also curious for fantasy football purposes because he's a great value right now, and he's taking over that Adam Thielen role. There's a lot of snaps there that are available. How good is Jordan Addison? Can he make plays against the Titans defense, or are they going to shut him down?
1: I've got one more to throw out to that you probably hadn't thought of, and I'm, I'm glad I thought of it because it's a bit of a low-key one in my opinion. Um, Brian Asamoa, the linebacker uh, in Minnesota from the University of Oklahoma, Uh, I'm a big fan of Brian Asamoah, really good player coming out, very athletic, sideline to sideline speed, great coverage abilities. How about him against Tajay Spears in the open field? I imagine we'll Mm. get some reports of the Titans getting the ball out to Spears uh, in in the passing game, hit him in the flats, have him running routes, whatever. He can do it all. Um, Very curious because that's the type of linebacker um, he'll be seeing, right, in the NFL, the type of guys that he's going to be matched up with one-on-one the Titans are looking for mismatch opportunities. I don't know that Brian Asamoah is a mismatch because I really like how athletic he is and what he does in space. Um, but he, Tajay Spears has got to prove that he could win those one-on-one battles against linebackers like Brian Asamoah. So that's a really good one that I'll be keeping an eye on. And we might see nice. that in the preseason game on Saturday. Those Both of them should play, yeah. I imagine, uh, in that game. So that, that'll be one to watch, not only in the practices, but potentially in the game as
0: well. Absolutely. So I think that does it for this, uh, you know, training camp, joint practice preview. Anything else you want to touch on here? We didn't even mention Malik Willis and Will Levis, but I guess the last thing I'll be curious to see is does the pecking order for them shift at all after the last preseason game? We talked about it on our last pod that we think Malik Willis is still a little ahead of Will Levis. Does it say that way? How much work does Levis get with the twos now going into this week of training camp? Is he moving at all in practice? And then we'll see how that plays out in the game this weekend. But I am interested to see. I think Malik Willis is probably still going to get the majority of the run with the twos. But let's see. Will, Will Levis be able to get some work in with them, even if it's just like a rotational thing, sort of how they did the preseason game and doesn't even mean he's moving up. But does he at least get a chance to work with guys higher on the depth chart than what he has been for most of training camp so far?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to save that one for uh, our, our preview against the Vikings. because I think, you know, those quarterbacks, again, are going to play a lot of football against Minnesota. Yeah. We've got another uh, you know a YouTube video exclusive coming later in the week here previewing that Vikings game. So I'm going to save the quarterback talk
0: for that one personally. All right, so y'all, y'all have to stay tuned for that. If you're just listening to this on audio, head over to YouTube, Music City Audible podcast on YouTube and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss our preseason week two preview coming later this week. That's it. Until then, follow Justin on Twitter at JustinM underscore NFL. You can follow me at Titans Film Room. Y'all stay safe out there and tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.